It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, January 26th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that doesn't want to call it a losing streak, but it's a losing streak. Limping into the break. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. We are at Locked On Flyers on Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, and Twitter as well. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. You can find us for free over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. Uh, before we dig into the game against the Red Wings, of course, we're going to preview the last game before the break against the Bruins uh, and talk Hall of Fame weekend. Um, there was one update since yesterday's show uh, was recorded about the Hockey Canada situation. Um, there is going to be a press conference in London, Ontario from their police department on February 5th. So we are in a holding pattern on that until then. Until after the All-Star game. Yes. Yes. Uh, very, very nice that that conveniently works out that way. Um, <laughs> getting into last night's game against uh, Detroit. Uh, we did get a 12-6 lineup, Russ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they put Nick Delorier in, so I'm not sure it really was the 12-6 we were looking for, but they did do it. Um, you know, it's interesting. If you watch the opposing feed once in a while, you could really get the perspective from the other. And um, I think it was Mickey Redman, all-time player for the, you know, in the NHL. And he um, he was talking about, he goes, wow, look how they're, the Flyers are just like swarming with their defensemen or anybody around the net just looking to block shots. And, you know, block shots can be your friend, but block shots could be your enemy too. And you really have to be careful with a goalie. And Urson is definitely different than Hart. Uh, he moves around a little yeah. bit more. And so I think his vision can get blocked a little more. And there's no question that Detroit also did some good video work because they had they had figured out that at times the Flyers over-pursue when the puck's in their own end. And so like that cop goal, everybody was on the other side. Everybody was chasing yep. the puck and all they had to do was get it on the other side and there was nobody there. And you can't do that on defense. Like you can't have it like that. And But I think this is some of the stuff gets drummed into them that they have to be very aggressive. And I think at times they're over-aggressive on both things. Yeah, it is interesting because I I agree with you. I think they were over aggressive defensively and yeah. got caught kind of just gravitating toward the puck when they had to play a little bit more of a zone yes. uh, defense um, and, and left some guys open. And I think particularly the Larkin line was able to take advantage of that. Yeah, because they have a little more speed than the Flyers mm -hmm. line. Exactly, exactly. But I thought 
that um, it the you know aggressiveness was lacking on the offensive side of things. And you know they're tired. We know they're tired. We've yeah. seen it. We've talked about oh, yeah. it. Um, but if you looked at scoring chances on the rush for the Flyers, very few and far between in this game. Yeah, that's where they're missing Owen Tippett. He's that stat. Yeah, beyond him. Maybe connecting once in a while, but he is that stat for them, um, yeah. and and that's something where um, you know that element is missing, and so that's that's a thing. There's no question that's a thing, uh, and that's bothering them. But you know these are things that are going to happen, you know, during the year, and you do have to have the next man up. The other thing is, uh, I give Alex Lyon and their goaltending coach great credit because yeah. he knew not only should he hug the post but even get a little inside the post because that's where the Flyers try and score a lot of goals. And Couturier went there twice and somebody else went there and they were easily blocked and they were one-off shots. And that's good. That's good scouting. That's what that is. Yeah. And I really thought that Detroit did a really good job managing rebound attempts. Yes. I think that they were able to clear the puck out of the high danger areas after one attempt. Now, it is really interesting because if you look at the scoring chances stats for this game, it was upside down from the results, right? So three nothing shutout uh, by Detroit. Flyers were up twenty two to eleven at five on five scoring chances. Flyers were up twelve to four at five on five on high danger chances for, and that's that strategy right there. Yes, that- right. This is where it can get you, like, if you just look at stats, because, like I said, I saw three or four of them where they were just easily blocked, but they're high danger because right. they're they're trying to go short side on the goalie, and he's there. And so, exactly. like, I get it. I get it. But they have to adjust. They didn't adjust on offense at all. Yeah, and I think that's part of, of what, like, being tired limited their ability to adjust uh, because they just, like, couldn't change gears because there wasn't another gear for them except um, for ollie you know. ollie had ollie looks well, had two great <laughs> scoring chances because that's what we talk about when you bring in fresh legs and that's where i thought bringing in delorier is just the wrong thing but again you sent down brink you didn't bring up anybody else this is why delorier i i would just send him down forever right after the all-star right at the all-star break because they need the fresh legs. They need that extra speed. A guy like Nick Delorier is not doing it for them anymore. Right. And, you know, his purpose out there exclusively was to stir up a fight. I mean, right. it was that's literally all he was doing Right. for, for this game is trying to stir something up. And it, it was really obvious that's what was going on. Um, your point about Ali Lixel, though, was really good. And he did get rewarded in this game, a thirteen thirty six time on ice, which is um, higher than it's been for him, yes. and that's good because he was noticeable and he earned oh, yeah. the ice time. He was making some plays on his own, like he was faster than his linemate. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that you know, even though you know we're talking about a fourth loss in in a row for the Flyers, I think that I, I just had this little feeling like is this the the breakthrough for Ali Lixel? Like, is this the time where he's going to get the actual ice time he needs and he's going to take advantage of this opportunity where everybody else is tired and he's going to be the standout right? Um, and push through this 
this glass ceiling <laughs> that he seems to have. Yeah, it could be. I mean, th this could be that chance. And and now again, I think people have to understand the mental adjustment for Ursung because the mental adjustment is, hey, I'm now the guy. Nobody's coming in for me. I've got to, you know, stop everything or most everything. It's a little different than what he used to play under before. And there's a big adjustment now. You can see it. Yeah. And I think that it's just inopportune timing uh, relative to this condition that the Flyers are in right now. Right. Um, for him that. You but know, a lot of times it, it happens because of injury anyhow. Like, so. Yeah. But but I think I mean, I have to say it this way. I think because the circumstances are just weird and fuzzy that I do think the team is is suffering a little mental fatigue on that because, you know, they're missing their guy. Regardless of what fans think, the team still was a Carter Hart team. Yeah, they were. It is. All of it is unfortunate, you know, in the big picture sense and in the day to day sense. But I do think that it's just going into this break on a not great note is not ideal for this team, but it's also, we have to remind ourselves that this is a rebuilding team and this is right. kind of thing. It's okay. If this happens, it's not, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. I'm not going to um, kill them if it happens because I wasn't yeah. expecting them to be where they are. What I'm going to kill them on is if they keep doing the same old thing and decide that, well, we're going to leave the veterans here because we're going to rebound and get back in the playoff race instead of going the other direction. Then I might yeah. kill them. Yeah, I think that that's a, a fair criticism and, you know, something we'll see what happens going into the break or coming out of the break, I guess. Right. Um, and, you know, it all depend on what's going on in Lehigh Valley as well, which we all right. know is is um, little an issue. A little shaky. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. But yeah, some some good things, uh, especially from Lixell in yes. a not great result here. Uh, in the meantime, the Flyers have one more chance to uh, get a win leading into the break. It's uh, up against a very tough Boston Bruins team. So it's a tall oh, yeah. order, but it's an exciting weekend. And we are going to talk about all of that coming up next. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. They leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Listeners of Locked On Flyers will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Locked On. So go to Indeed.com slash Locked On right now and support Locked On Flyers by saying you heard about Indeed on this show. That's Indeed.com slash Locked On. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. NFL playoffs have been wild and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. 
the best way to find popular parlays and more. Uh, I would go with the under for the uh, Ravens and Chiefs. The Chiefs may have a big injury on the offensive line. I think they're going to struggle a bit to score more than they have in the past. So keep an eye on that. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a touchdown. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Of course, coming up next week, we're going to recap the weekend festivities for Hall of Fame weekend, talk about the Bruins game, and uh, we'll have the break to talk about, you know, a reset for this team. Yes. And uh, lots of good stuff coming your way. The Boston Bruins, um, man, they're interesting right now because they are of course top of the atlantic division they're 39 and 9 um 6 1 and 3 though in their last 10 they've been having to get some ot uh yeah. wins you know they've not been making it easy on themselves even though they're ultimately getting the win so it's like a good thing but a not great thing at the same time right well they've given up the second fewest goals in the league so it's hard to score goals against them. Their top four on their defense are tremendous, and their no. goaltending is tremendous. They they have a great tandem there. So whether it's Swayman or Allmark, you're not getting a break. Um, even a game the other day I was watching, they're down 2 nothing. Marshawn scores two, they, they come back. So it's like this team is going to test the Flyers. They still lost that game, though, they I did. want to point out. No, no, and they did. But a lot of, you know, but that's the thing. They They are capable of coming back. I think yeah. they only lost three, two, right? I mean, I think it was correct. Close. Right. So correct. it's to Carolina, who's also yes. very good right now. Oh, yeah. They're really hot. The other thing is, is that the Bruins travel well. I mean, their travel record's terrific at 14, five, and six. So, yeah, the Bruins, you know, this is as much of a bump as they've had in the road all year. But this is also a team that can dish out anything the Flyers are looking for. So if they, you want to play physical, they'll play physical. You want to try and stir the pot while well, they got Marshawn, you, you know? So I think, I, I think in this game, the Flyers are going to have to just shoot a lot, but I think they're going to have to possess the puck more. Like you said, last game, they, they kind of failed at right. that. And, and that's where they're, you know, you almost wish at some time they would just go with a, at least one of their lines with a good old fashioned cycle take time off the clock, tire out the other team, maybe you catch them out there too long. We just don't see that enough. Right. Um, one of the other interesting things about their uh, most recent game, uh, they were playing the Sens at the same time the Flyers were playing Detroit. Uh, they won that game 3-2 to two in overtime, but they allowed the Senators to get back into it. Now, the Senators are playing weird right yeah. now but yeah, as we just saw team. they have a lot of skilled mm -hmm. players but their goaltending is not great their defense isn't great like it they are a weird team but boston took nine penalties in that game and the senators were two for six on the power play and so for boston to kind of let up a little bit and allow the sense to get back into it like there are windows of opportunity yes. against they may boston. Be tiring a bit too i mean a lot of teams yeah. are i mean at the end of this break, I think everybody's around 50 games. That's more or yeah. less. And so that's, you know, a good chunk of the season. Right. And I think, like, you know, to your point, one of the things that Boston has in its favor is their depth. Yes. Because if you look at their overall team stats, you know, they're not hugely dominant in scoring chances or high danger chances. They do have a high shooting percentage. You know, it's it's like clockwork. And I look at these like comparative stats with other teams and the flyers, the flyers are like 
killing everybody and speed and sh shot attempts and all of that. But then you look at goals and shooting percentage, the other team is higher. It's like every single time. But um, the, the other thing that they have going for them is a phenomenal goaltending duo. They have yeah. the second highest high danger save percentage in the league right now in Swayman and Olmark. Yeah, it's no question they're, they're elite. They could win the Jennings this year. That's for sure. You know, there's a couple things too to, to look out for. So obviously... Anytime David Pasternak's on the ice, that's bad news for the Flyers. It just is. Correct. He 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 just he gets up for playing against the Flyers. Um, but also, if Heinen, if Danton Heinen's on the fourth line, he has been scoring. He's he's been one of those guys that scores, and that's where the Flyers' fourth line has to kind of like not goon it up so much because there is some scoring potential on this Bruins fourth line. And, and Heinen is one of those guys. And he's been, you know, he's got like eight goals, he's got 17 points. And and Pachua is another one who's got good speed. So, like, this is not a good right, He line. just played for Canada in World Juniors. Correct. This is not a good matchup for the Flyers' fourth line against fourth line. Speed-wise, especially if Delorier's in there, that could be a recipe for disaster. Like, so, this is a game I wouldn't want to play Delorier, but there's no other options. I think that's definitely the case i would also like to point out trent frederick has been really good yes. recently and he's been rotated up to the top line in many situations uh during the last couple of games there and i want to um, point out something is, funny about yeah. trent frederick and the bruins fans so bruins fans hated that pick hated it yeah they did um, he was i don't know i remember i you know i was on the floor for that part of that draft and I stayed on the floor, and I think he got picked around 31, something like that. And they were just like, why are you picking a fourth liner there? He's just not any and, and I tried to go online and say, this guy was with the program. He's got good hands. It's just he's big and he's strong, and he's going to get used in a certain way. And it, what's funny is now the, you know, the offensive part of his game is coming out a bit. And it's yeah. not like a, a tremendous offensive part, but there's offense there. And I think that's something that Bruins fans didn't, foresee but the Bruins you know who drafted him the brass did their scouts did uh but he is definitely somebody to keep an eye out for um another uh, guy to keep an eye out for of course is our old friend JVR uh yeah. not a bad thing to say about him uh, no he's a good guy we all like him I mean that's one thing when like a guy leaves the team um, like that is like, you only remember the good stuff and how right. good a person he was. It was and... a square peg in the round hole, like in a tort system. Yeah. Like, that was the problem. Uh, but to make your point on the power play, you don't want to really see JVR and Pasternak and Marshawn. So you got to no. limit, you got to limit the penalties. You do. Yeah. And I think that, you know, obviously in the game against Detroit, Flyers give up a shorthanded goal, which was not yeah. ideal. Like, at the very least, for the Flyers' power play, they got to lock that down. <laughs> they do. They do. And, and again, I think this one, don't be overly aggressive. There's a bunch of veterans on Boston that are just waiting to draw you into the corner and then find that empty bit of ice on the other side. And if that's Pasternak shooting, good luck. And they're going to try and do that. Like, they're, they know... Like they're going to do film study. They know that. And yeah. let's just say it's Olmark who's in net. He's a big guy. He is going to cover that corner. Try shooting, you know, 
getting him moving. If it's Olmark, you got to get him moving side to side. You're not going to beat him on the post unless you try wraparound, which for some reason, Rachel, nobody tries wraparounds anymore. Have you noticed that? Have teams just um, forbade guys to do that now? It used to happen twice or three times a game in the NHL, and now it's rare to see it. Yeah, I think the only guys on the Flyers that really do it are maybe Frost and Cates. Yeah, but you don't even see it from opponents. like Right. Right. It's well, rare. they figure the goalies know what they're doing and are getting know, get around. It used to, to be like side. a big thing. I think if you brought it back against certain goalies, it could actually work because they're not used to facing it. Well, the well. new, well, the Michigan is the new wraparound. I guess. It's the same idea. It's just in the top corner instead of the nice yeah, level. Well, we know nobody on the Flyers is allowed to do the Michigan. So that is correct. Right, there are guys uh, that could do it, but they're not allowed. Yeah, that's a little little sad there because they're fun. Anyway, um, there's more to the weekend, uh, including the Flyers alumni game and Hall of Fame weekend honoring Mark Recchi. And we are going to talk about that coming up next. Passion, drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed or power or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league like Locked On NHL. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe. Russ, uh, I know like all of this is weird. The timing is weird, but the Flyers are having their Hall of Fame weekend this weekend, and um, it, it's a really good thing. I am so thrilled that they're finally adding Mark Recchi to the Flyers Hall of Fame. Uh, as we said, when the announcement happened, um, they hadn't done this in a number of years, and so it's good to see that tradition brought back. It's so overdue. Like, this is many, 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 many years overdue. Like, it just didn't even make sense. As good as he was for them with the scoring records he had, and then even when he came back, he still had a 91-point season. Like, what was the holdup here? I just don't understand. <laughs> like, you know, and then Recky started coaching other teams, and you're like, when? When are you going to do this? It, you know, it had been talked about. Yeah, and I think that's part of what – you know, Dan Hilferty and Keith Jones have been talking about in terms of kind yeah. of bringing the Flyers family back and making it a place that, you know, reveres its alumni and, you know, makes people want to come here to play because they know they'll be part of a family uh, for the duration. And um, yeah, to your point, you know, he had 602 regular season games uh, as a Flyer, which is more than any other team. In his career, uh, as we know, he was in the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2017, already in the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame, of course. Yeah. Um, 
and won the Bobby Clark Trophy for the Flyers MVP three times while he was on the Flyers. Yeah, it's it's you know it's undeniable. I mean, it's just it's good that they're getting to it. What's interesting is the um, like the honorary captains and such. So, like oh, Craig for Maruga, the for the alumni game for the alumni which is, game, which is tonight. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, Craig Berube is in the building a lot now. For what that's worth, yeah. we'll see. We'll see if that turns into something after this season. It, it just might. Um, so that's something he's in the building a lot. Uh, it's funny with Robert Ash because um, what is he? The uh, GM of the Rochester Americans is that? Is that his team? No, maybe not Rochester. It's Syracuse, I think. I think Syracuse is the team he's the GM of, and it's weird to think of him that way because I used to enjoy interviewing Robert Ash because I didn't know what I was going to get. He was just like could give you an answer out of left field or he could give you something like short and sweet. Like you just, you never knew what you were getting when you interviewed us. Yeah. It's the Utica comments, by the Utica, way. Utica. Thank you. But, uh, One of those teams, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it just goes to show you that there are guys who played for multiple teams or have affiliations with multiple organizations that still get brought back into the flyers alumni fold when they come back. And and that's a really good thing, um, you know, and they're going to, um, of course, Dan Hilferty and Keith Jones and Danny Breer are going to be involved in all of that. Um, and there's some really notable alumni in the game for the Flyers. We talked about Mike Richards uh, returning, yeah. which is really cool. Um, you know, it feels like uh, almost like the Lindros thaw in a lot of ways, completely different reasons. Oh, yeah. For, this one Obviously. had nothing to do with Flyers management or anything. No, no. So, I mean, completely different reasons, but still there's been this distance for yes. for many reasons and and to have him back and I think just to just have him back in an NHL setting at all is is a really good thing. Yeah, I mean, I liked Mike Richards. It's just the weight of the sea just got to, to him to the point where he just didn't even want to interview anymore. Like it's just the pressure got to him and then when he got out, it was good for him in a way because there were things going on, and we all know about that. And, you know, and then he wins a cup, and then the way he kind of left the NHL wasn't great, right? So right. Um, this is probably really healing for him, too. Yeah, plus, you know, of course, Eric Lindros will be there. Kimo yeah. Timonen will be there. Um, yeah, the, Timonen's the new- been in the building for, like, the last three yeah. or four home games. So I, I imagine he's doing a lot of skating. He looks in pretty good shape. That's my scouting report on him. I saw Sammy Kapanen for the first time in years because he, you know, he's the European scout. I kind of wonder, is yeah. he on the list to play? Um, I don't know. I could he's not that old. Out. Sammy's not that old. Quick, but I don't think so. No, so maybe but I don't know. So. For but like Chris Terrian will be playing in the game. Yeah. I think that having, of course, like some of the legends there, like Mark Howe, will be great. Um, the new player development crew will be there. Patrick Sharp and John yeah, LeClaire. Yeah, they're, Sharp is um, among the youngest, probably. Yeah. Also, interestingly, Mike Canubel will be there. Oh, so nice. maybe we can talk about his kid a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Mike's a great guy. I love Mike Knubel. Like, he's just a fun guy. Yeah, yeah. So, the, you know, there's a lot of really good alumni that will be there i think it's interesting the goaltending duo is brian boucher which to be expected but michael layton as well to get the you know the band back together of the goalie i i like it i know people in town that act irrationally 
towards Michael yeah. Layton, and and I don't get it. Not uh, his fault. It's not, not his fault. fault. Just leave him alone. He had a great year. Like he really did. He really did. And so I just think it's great that the two of them are back together. You know, for my website, Sportsology, we covered a game in the AHL where, I don't know, he had something like 120-something saves. It was like a six-overtime overtime game. Yeah, it was yeah. like a four, five, or six-overtime game. It was It's crazy. Like, he, he had a nice career. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. It's, it's nice to be able to look back on him with some fondness, yeah. I would say. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's a good crew on the flyer side. Couldn't really find much information on the Bruins side of things, but uh, well, I think we'll see who we get. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see like somebody like Brad Park. I think unfortunately he's a little too old. Um, you're not going to see like John Rattel, even Espo's too old. So you're not going to see those guys. I remember um, you will see like um, Marco Sturm, right? Guys like that, that age. I think Sturm played for. For them, uh, you might see Brian Leach. Brian Leach has played for the uh, Bruins alumni before, but I didn't notice them pumping him. But it'd be fun to see Brian Leach because he could still skate. Yeah, Stern played for the Bruins for like five years. I remember seeing him um, for an alumni situation not that long ago. So you're going to see like those 90s, late 90s Bruins. I think those, a lot of those guys, because some of the other, you know, like big bad Bruins are too old. So I think that's where you're going to see the 90s, early 2000s guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, the game, the alumni game actually will be streaming on the Flyers YouTube. So if you can't make it, uh, there is a chance to watch it, which is really cool. I will be doing that for sure. Uh, that'll do it for today's show. Of course, on Monday, we'll be back to recap the weekend festivities, talk about Flyers versus Bruins and have our nemesis of the week. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So if you've got mailbag questions, send them in via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail or comment on our YouTube channel. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great weekend, everyone.